It takes years to build a business that sustains a family and is worth passing on. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work closely with clients to provide the financing, cash management, and deposit products necessary to grow a business. So your life's work will continue to prosper once it's in someone else's hands. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your business. Visit sandyspringbank.com business. Credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank. Hello everyone, it's Little Dan here with the latest Wolves Fancast episode. On today's show, I've got with me a special guest, as you can see to my right on your screen, uh, João Francisco Lapa, former Wolves uh, backroom staff under the under Nuno Espirito Santo. How are you going, João? I'm good, and you? Fantastic. As I said, it's great to have you on. Thanks for giving your time. One of the quick questions that a lot of people have asked me to ask you is, are your guitar skills still very good? <laughs> well, now actually, I, I'm, I've been practicing a little bit more because I have more time. So uh, the guitar for me, it's still a, it's a, it's a time that I can't, I can, I can do things without thinking in other stuff. So I, when I, it's a, it's a, a time that uh, I use to me to relax and to 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 forget about everything, the rest of yeah. everything. A nice uh, hobby just to, as you said, distract yourself from the more serious uh, things in life. Uh, yeah, you were yeah. recently working with Rui Pedro Silva at Family CL. Yeah, um, yeah. But let's go back to, obviously, your time at Wolves. Uh, back in June 2017, uh, you joined Wolverhampton Wanderers. What, you sort of, what were your thoughts on Wolves before you joined? What did you know about Wolves? Um, do you remember the sort of first conversation you had with regards to joining the club? Uh, well, um, I just, um, to be honest, I just heard about Wolverhampton because before um, uh, I used to, to work with a player that used to play there called uh, George Silas. He, uh, he was my player as well, so it was the first time that I heard about Wolves, to be honest. And then before I moved to Wolves, I, I remember that um, the, the first two players that I, I was more aware that they were, they moved to Wolves was uh, Elder Costa and Ivan Cavaleiro. And um, so they, they, when they, these two players moved to Wolverhampton, uh, the club started to be more uh, under my ear. So uh, when some news come show up about Elder or about Cavaleiro, I was more aware uh, of the club and start to follow a little bit more. So that was the first time that I had contact more with the with the club. What were your sort of first conversations in regards to joining? What did did Nuno sell the club to you, or was there a sort of intermediary? Um, no, no. To be honest, uh, I had a, um, a friend of mine who was, who was Antonio. He was he was already working with Nuno in the other clubs before they started. Antonio Diaz, yeah. Yeah, so Antonio is a friend, was a friend. He's a friend of mine, and um, we we know each other for from some courses that we did in Barcelona. And and um, and uh, one day Antonio called me saying, "John, we are we are we are going to championship in England, and uh, I would like to invite you to come with us. Are you interested?" In it? And I I always had the, the 
the will to go to to England and to try. The, I heard it about a lot, a lot about the championship. Uh, it's a tough competition, and uh, the possibility to go to the Premier League as well was uh, a challenge that I I I accepted straight away. So it was a, a thing that I would like to do and to try in my career. And uh, once the, the chance came up, I just uh, said yes. Let's go. It. Let's make it. Obviously, there's a quick picture here with you um, back in 2017, doing a bit of um, fitness assessment on on Conor Ronan. What was your first first thoughts on um, Molyneux and Compton in regards to uh, the resources and the facilities? Were you surprised? Um, what were your thoughts? Yeah, for me, it was uh, was um, uh, a great opportunity, and the club has, has had already some good infrastructures. And uh, I said we have a very good condition here to to, to just uh, to do a good work. And um, from from the very beginning, we we all of us uh, start to feeling that uh, if we do the things right, we could do something special at the club. And uh, that's what we aim, and that that's what we worked for. What were your sort of uh, what were the original plans when you first came in in regards to dealing with a 46-game season? Uh, so the first the first goal, I think it was clear that uh, the club wanted to to go to Premier League. That's why they brought uh, Nuno in and to to, bring, to raise the the level and the and the, of the club and of the team. And um, yeah, we knew that it's going to be that it would be a very very tough competition because um, you know that there are a lot of teams from the beginning that fighting to to get the promotion. So we knew it that's going to be going to be going to be it would be hard. And uh, but um, we trust in ourselves, and uh, we th I think we all of us thought that we could make it, and um, if we could do implement our ideas and if the club uh, was um, was uh, ready to, to support us and to allow us to do whatever we, we think we should be done I think the things could be could be good at the end and uh, um, it was very good at the end to be honest <laughs> how easy were the players in regards to welcoming your ideas and plans and the, the sort of new structure that came with not only fitness, but the nutrition and the the rehab. I think I think uh, the first two two weeks, I think uh, the players uh, were trying to understand what type of work we're going to introduce and what type of things we're going to do there. But um, the sooner they start uh, seeing how things work, starting to work well, and uh, how they start feeling and all of these things. They, they suddenly just, uh, I, I used to say that uh, they start drinking our, our information and I, they, 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 they just um, accept it and um, make it worth it. And, then, and they, make it, um, they make it our work easier as well because uh, if the player is starting to, to avoid or to not accepting very well the, the, the method, methodology, Things become more difficult, and maybe the results are not so so good as we as we wanted. So, I think uh, the players had a, had a, a big part in our success because they, I think they said, let's let's do this, let's try it and see what's what's gonna what's gonna happen.
how how key was sort of the likes of um, obviously Connor Cardi was made captain by Nuno back in in June 2017. How big was he in making sure the rest of the squad followed through with your instructions? Yeah, he had, he was a great uh, he was a great um, captain. He from the very beginning he was um, always pushing for everybody to 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 be on the on the right path and. Uh, I think he was one of the players that um, took, he knew it how to 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 and to understand and to to see. I think this can help me and this can help the team. So let's let's move on. Let's move forward with these with these with these guys. And uh, I think he also managed to influence the rest of the squad and uh, the rest of the, the players. I can see um, a picture there of obviously you and the, the rest of the backroom staff, obviously Rui, Antonio, Julio, Rui and obviously Nuno there. Um, I think Nuno sort of got the message across that, obviously the one-pack mentality. The, the the backroom staff, it's not just those guys there, obviously the kitchen staff, all the people who help with the kits. It, it was a massive pulling together of everyone, which obviously reaped rewards in the end. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it was very, very, very important to involve everyone. I think from the beginning we knew that it's not just a manager, just just not a technical team that, that can make huge um, influence on the on the team. I think everybody needs to feel important, and everybody. And if we push from everyone, and if we, everyone gives uh, the best of each other to to the to the team and to the to the project i think everybody will win so and i think that's what the main one of the main things that we we we, we did there and um, uh, everybody was involved and everybody was important for the for the team so from since from the the the, the from the, the person that was at the door to receiving the players every morning to, until to the cleaning staff to the kit mans everybody was everybody was important were important to to, to the team, so we would like we, we we took care of everyone, and everyone took care of us as well. So it was a win-win relationship with everyone. Yeah, that's right. If, if you're if you're happy going into work, obviously, obviously it, you'd hope that it follows onto the pitch. And during that first season under Nuno, we really did sort of succeed on and off the pitch. At the end of that season, that championship winning season, um, the club won Medicine and Performance Team of the Year. Obviously, getting promotions uh the main goal. But how proud was you to be involved in that um, team of the year? Yeah, was I think that was um, uh, a word of the of such an effort that we did, and uh, I think it worked. Um, one of the things that I it works really well was the um, I, I'm not sure if I know the if you can say this in English is the the word in English, but in Portuguese we say symbiosis. It's like the the um, the connection between the two the two teams the technical staff and the medical staff was quite was very good and we tried to make it as much closer as we can so if the, if they have the, all the information we would share everything um as much as we as we could and um i think they teach us a lot as well and i think we also help them a lot on their work so it was very really really close and uh, and I think the players 
benefit from that. Uh, the most the most information we have from the medical department and the the most information we could give to the medical department as well because we have the feedbacks of the players on the exercises on everything we do with them, and uh, we I think we could. Um, prevent a lot of stuff because we were always trying to be ahead of the problems so uh, and I think that that award was a just a, a end product of that um, of that relationship as well it, it was clear that both departments were all pulling in the same direction due to obviously the the lack of um, injuries that were happening um, I think there was an all-time injury low um right that was in the first season in the premier league how how difficult was planning for the 38 premier league season compared to the 46 in the championship well i think we didn't change that much the um, the, the methodology from the first season to the the, the, premier, the premier league um the thing is the mo in in on the championship once you start you start the competition uh you play and, and recover most most of the time so there's no huge time to do to dedicate to fitness so i think we we the strategies we found to to keep our players fit we just transport them to the the rest of the other seasons and uh and try to manage that so um the, the first the first premier league season we we didn't we didn't play so much games but after the season after we start, we start playing again the European leagues, uh, the European league games and everything. So uh, we just try to to make uh, small adaptations for what we used to do, and um, that was the the big difference and the main difference. How difficult was then? Obviously, you mentioned the Europa League, but obviously going to China that one preseason. And then having to allow for the Europa League that was starting straight away. Did you did you enjoy that challenge, or was it just day by day? Yeah, well, we tried to plan it as much as much as we could. But in in football, we have to be prepared to this kind of challenge, and uh, we know that uh, the clubs are even more in um, uh, involved in this kind of uh, camps and these kind of uh, challenges to move abroad and to do some competitions and small competitions because we played like a trophy in, in China um, and we just have to this is football and this is this is gonna be like this I think it's not, it's not gonna change because there is a lot of things involved and uh, we just have to to be prepared and um, ready to adapt when when you have to adapt and and you can pre-plan pre-plan as much as you can but after at the end, we have to be ready to to adapt uh, to to all, to the changes that uh, sometimes you uh, it happen. Were, were you surprised at how quick Wolves went from obviously the first day you, you turned up at Compton to being in the Europa League? Did, was that was was that obviously that was the end goal? But were you surprised just how quick it did actually happen? Yeah, definitely. We we never knew what what going to happen when we we moved to Premier League, but. Um, we knew that we have a very strong identity. We have a strong um, mentality and a strong um, um, behavior, competition behavior. We, I think, uh, we were um, um, animal com competitors. You know, this competitive uh, um, mind and uh, attitude, and um, this is 
big part of this job was um, due, Julio Figueroa. Uh, Julio is the man that uh, always tried to, to put everybody on the same on the same identity, on the same mentality for, for yeah. competition. And uh, it was um, he, he was very important on that. He, he, he took a huge part on our on our on our success and in our way of, of competing definitely not not getting too high when winning not feeling too low when losing trying to keep a, a, a level head yeah and on sometimes on bad moments uh how to keep the the everybody on the right on the right path as well the in, in manage that was um i think was a key key factor on even on championship and after on premier league as well how um Obviously, we've all had big problems the last sort of uh, couple of, of years. How difficult was the uh, pandemic to endure from a, a football point of view, Joe, in regards to bringing the players back to a, a fitness level after the, the three-month three break? Yeah, was was a big challenge. Uh, we tried our best to keep the players as fit as, as they could. And um, we, in the, to restart again, the prepare the, the the place for the competition when we restarted again was a challenge but um we we had a lot of meetings we had a lot of uh, we had very good relationship with the players and uh, we trust the players the players trust us and uh, that that's much easier when things go like that so when he's confidence from both parts i think um everybody is um they feel more ready to 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 start again and to and we, we we were confident that the players did the, the work we asked them to do, and um, and then things went easier when the, after that uh, uh, strange and uh, untypical uh, times. I'm very biased when it comes to wars during the the pandemic. Do do you agree with myself that the the lack of fans in in especially at Molyneux and in the Europa campaign um, went against wars in the end? Definitely, uh, I, we've been in the, all the stadiums in, in, in Premier League teams and even in Championship. And one thing that we feel in the players, uh, I think even nowadays the players sometimes they refer to these and on interviews and everything that the ambience at Molineux it's 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 magic, it's special. So um, of course, when you don't have these uh, on your playing at home or playing away, even when you go away as well. I know we were small when we go playing away, but uh, even even on that times the um, the team is uh, feel the support and it's uh, it's always the fans are 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 very important because we prepare the players to um, to compete and to to be ready to compete. But um, this extra boost that the, that you sometimes you cannot explain, but uh, but you feel it, and uh, when you can when you can push and receive this energy from from the the, the, the supporters and uh, you put this in your body and after translate this to performance it's um it's magical and it's uh, i think we just did what we did because uh, we had all the time the fans with us and uh, this was massive for us no doubts 
it, it, it felt like a really special journey that Wolves fans were on with you and the team uh, during that Europa League campaign. Not being able to support you in the game against Sevilla will will always hurt quite a lot to a lot of the fan base, I think. One player I want to talk about in regards to the pandemic pre and post injury is um, Raul Jimenez. He was an absolute special uh, striker for us, um, was massively key to getting us to where we where we ended up in the in the Europa League. How difficult was it to to reintegrate Raul back into the team after his head injury? If you can sort of just detract away from the head injury, having that amount of time out of the game will have a, a massive effect on a player of Raul's standard, regardless of the head injury. How difficult was it to, to reintegrate Raul? Yeah, um it was uh, Raul is a, is a as you know and uh, he's an amazing player and um, but at the same point he's um, a very positive positive man and um, so uh, it was a surprise for me to see how positive he was after his injury and um, and um, the willing he had was that we want to be okay and ready to to play again was uh, I think it had he played a very in a very important role on his recovery so and uh, of course we tried to we tried to um, to use the all the the weapons we had and the, all the all the all the the, um, the tools we, we we used to to make him recover fast and re- but according to the the timings that were um, established by the, the the surgeons and everybody that worked with him that on the on the first um, on the first phases of rehab, and um, by the the time he was getting closer to 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 play and to to be involving with the team, that's what when I started to to grab him and to introduce some of the some of our some of our techniques and our tools that I used to. To prepare them because the way I, I i see the rehab it's not just rehab the uh, the injury i i i think and i i, I see a player as a, a human being so it's the first of thing the first first of all i i try to all the times i try to recover the, the man that we have with us and the the faster that we could do this i think the faster the recovery of the injury would be so it was um we used a lot of strategies with Raul, like watching his playing when he was uh, before his injury, when he was while he's doing the recovery. We do a lot of neuroscience exercises to, to, to try to stimulate the maximum we could the brain and um, the relation with the rest of the body and these kind of things to to make him um, uh, to increase the speed of his recovery and uh, enhance step-by-step step his uh, performance levels and to start him to feeling confident again and to and to to recover his abilities and his skills. He, he has been a massive um, loss. Obviously, he hasn't reached the, the goal-scoring tallies that he'd, he'd done previously for Wolves, but we're still glad that he's, he's with us. He's still able to feature for, for Wolves. Hopefully, he can feature for Mexico at the World Cup, fingers crossed. Um what did you make to Wolves' sort of decision to to bring in sort of Fabio Silva around that time after losing Diogo Jota? Pardon? Can you repeat again, sir? What were your feelings on Wolves um, bringing in Fabio Silva at the time after losing Diogo Jota? Well, 
that's the part where I don't, don't normally <laughs> I don't make any, much comments on that. But uh, Fabio was a, he's a player with talent, and uh, I think the, the club saw him an opportunity to have um, um, as an investment to, to the future. And um, I think it wasn't a, a replacement, a direct replacement for Diogo Jota. It was just another player, an opportunity that showed up for for the club. And I think that. Um, that was the case, uh, an opportunity of investment to come to the, to the club. And I don't see him as a replacement to Diogo, but um, it was another opportunity that the club saw at that time to the future. How, how much of a massive loss was uh, Diogo? How, how, how much did you enjoy watching him in a Wolf shirt? Yeah, definitely. Diogo is, uh, you know, in football, we have to be prepared to, to, to lose players in these kind of situations when players are performing at a high level. Uh, it's normal that uh, big clubs are always looking for these type of players to to invest, and this is the this is how football works. The, play, the teams uh, need to make money and they need to sell players. And uh, Diogo was in a very good uh, moment. He's a fantastic player. Everybody knows it. Everybody sees it. And uh, was not a surprise for us to see that he one day he he was um, he was. Uh, ready to move it's uh, as another players that we still have at uh, at wolves it's uh, there are players always on the line to to move because the they are they are so talented they had such a good quality that um, it's, it's a question of time and the question of um, of uh, how they are performing at the moment because football is is the moment and um, take and try to the players try to take the chance when they when they show up so it's not a it was not a surprise that Diogo could move because the way he was performing and the way the player he is it's it's massive speaking of another player who can definitely play at, at a higher level how much did you enjoy working with Ruben Nev Ruben is a he's a very special uh, player a very special man uh, he's the the type of um, I think he's a type of player every every coach would like to work with. Uh, he's so dedicated, so talented, and um, um, when when uh, he's always there, he's a, he's a player that is always there as you need. And the guy that uh, he likes to work. Um, he, is, he when he trusts people that he's working with you, there's no there's no problem with him as well. He just do it and. Uh, I think that's why he can perform. He's been performing at the highest level for five years already. So, and uh, he's a, a great, he's a great player. No doubts. Quickly moving away from Wolves a second. Obviously, Ruben and Diogo expected to to be in the Portugal World Cup squad. How, how far do you think Portugal can go this uh, December, November, December? Well, I, I always trust in my country and in the players of my country. So. I think we have a great, um, a great squad. Uh, I think uh, at the moment, uh, Diogo, I think he's injured, he's not, he's not able to, to play uh, the World Cup, but uh, we still have other players. And um, I think we are, for the, the last few years, uh, Portugal has been shown that, uh, that we are a strong squad. Maybe sometimes the result doesn't show up, but uh, I think we are... We are. We've been getting stronger and um, as a team, and I think the other team is starting to respect us a little bit more and look at us with different eyes at the moment. So, I think with the, the right amount of confidence and um, and with um, 
the the will and the energy to to make something special you can you can you can go you can go further away yeah hopefully england and portugal will go far and uh, maybe a final between the two how much would you have liked to have seen the likes of Gonzalo Guedes and Matthias Nunes at Wolves when you were there? Yeah, they are great players. Um, um, they, they, the, the level that they were play, they were playing in the last few years, it's uh, it's been amazing. Matthias at Sporting was uh, one of the most important players in the team. He played almost uh, every game, and uh, um, I think it's going to be a, in, the, in the near future. It's going to be a very important player at Wolves. No doubts about that. Um, and Gaddish, everybody knows him from Valencia, from other clubs, and uh, how how when he's fit and when he's uh, with the right confidence, he he can be very very dangerous and there's a very. I'm sure he's going to bring things for Wolves definitely. Going back to sort of the the latter end of your time at Wolves, was what was the relationship like between um, the backroom staff and, and and Jeff Shea? Was there a particular time when things became strained? Did you know when the, the time was coming to an end? Well, the relationship was always uh, good with the the the, 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 with the with Jeff. No, we never very we were never very involved. With the um, with the president of the club, we just focus, we were focused on our on our on our work. The maximum we were trying our best, the maximum we could every time. So, but this is this is what happened in football when results just uh, doesn't match with the expectations of the um, of the the border and and the, the directors and everything. It's normal that um, uh, sometimes things come to an end. And uh, uh, but. Me personally, and I think the rest of my colleagues will, will never be are very involved with all the with the with the borders, and the, we just focus on 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 the pitch and on the on the on keep the players as fit as we can, and uh, that was our our goal and our our focus. To be honest, we just don't. Uh, I think it was a question of, of results and, and expectations. With you can obviously accept that if that's the case was there any sort of frustration in not being supported as much as you'd, you'd like to have been maybe uh as I, as I told you then it's not the thing that i was really aware of uh i, I know that uh, when when the expectations sometimes are really uh, tricky because uh, uh we did two seven seventh place at Wolves and once you get there you think you can go even higher and maybe for Wolverhampton if you finish middle of the table was okay before uh, if you if you say before the we finished the first the first uh, season and the second season at Premier League if you before the season start if you could say uh, Wolverhampton will be 11th or 12th in the table maybe you sign straight away on the on, on the paper you know but once you can do even better, we're always expecting, mm, I think we can do even better. So when you do worse than that, uh, people is not, is not happy. So yeah. it's how it is. It's, it's, how it is. it's how it works. A, a victim of your own success. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For the first season in the Premiership, if you'd have finished 13th and then 7th and then 7th, it would have been maybe different. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, yeah. 
let's try and talk a bit more um, positively. I've got quite a lot of um, pictures, obviously back in your time at Wolves, the uh, the first uh, away win at, at West Ham, the uh, the championship winning scenes. You you look my height there in the bottom right hand corner. Um, obviously, there's so many um, enjoyable times. Should you have been looking after Romain there? <laughs> Definitely, but I didn't know he was in that condition. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but uh, I guess he was tired. <laughs> that was it. Uh, rehab coach for the uh, audio, audio listeners out there. It's the uh, the Middlesbrough two one away win at the end of the game. Romain Soyes is absolutely <laughs> exhausted, uh, lying on the ground, and Zhao is celebrating wildly to the uh, away contingents. From a sort of a non-fitness um, point of view, what what were your favourite memories at your time at Wolja? Oof, there were there were a so lot. Many. Yeah, there were so many. Uh, so, let me give you an example. Do you know? Um, obviously, when Wolves sealed promotion, won the league. How did you in the backroom staff celebrate those nights? Yeah, we were buzzing. It was uh, we were really really excited. So happy. Uh, when when the game that was really really the game against Cardiff was one of the times that uh, it was these last five minutes of the game were absolutely incredible. We I can't I can't forget these moments and um, um, movie writers couldn't have wrote that script. No, no, impossible. It was uh, it was magic. It was um, and uh, personally uh, the the last game we, I played at. We played for Wolves at home. It was uh, the the fans and everybody saying goodbye to us. It was uh, a emotional, very, very, yeah, very very special moment. Uh, I was like, you know, that um, one thing that uh, surprised me quite a lot was, you know, in football normally uh, the fans and the people just pay much more attention to the, the head coach, and um, uh, I think in the other clubs, well, especially in, in Arabia, it was different as well. When I was working in, in, in Saudi, it was a bit different. The fans were crazy about the stuff as well. But I felt that again in, in at Wolves. And I'm not sure if it's like that in England with every the other teams. But uh, I felt a lot of support from the fans to the technical staff as well. And uh, not only to the, the manager. So in the, the last day when I was on my way to the pitch, the last game at home and people just recognized me and was a lot of people outside and people recognized me i was one of the, the members of the technical staff and people start shouting my name and and uh, applausing was like cheering and was like really really uh amazing it was like i was like full of goosebumps and uh, was such a uh, an energy and people it's like it's they recognize your work and everything because these four years, I gave everything of myself to this club and to to Sussex of the team and of the and, and to put the players at the best level we could. And I tried to do, I did all my best for 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 the. I invest a lot on on, on of me on on this on on the club and, and on the players. And it was at the end having these recognition, this the, the yes these. Uh, I think recognition from the from the from the from the fans and from the the wolves was like uh, was was very really really special. 
yourself, Nuno, and the rest of the backroom staff, the, the club as a whole at that time brought our city together. There was such an upbeat mood around the city. For a, for a city in England that is never really looked after, it's a really hard-working class city. It was a, a real pleasure to, to have you at Wolves. You mentioned Cardiff a few moments ago. Obviously, the end was a just an unreal spectacle. Everyone remembers sort of the... Um, how do I word it? The little battle between Nuno and Neil Warnock. But if you look at this video here, you <laughs> nearly get a bit of a, a clip off Neil here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was he was completely out of him. He that was, was such a, yeah. That after was such that, a good after, night. After that, everything is it's football, and we we understand that people. When one when someone wins, the other one is not, <laughs> not happy to, at all. But uh, it's the 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 worm of the game and the, the heart of the game, and sometimes the the our reaction are not the best. So it's not good, but uh, it's understandable. <laughs> Neil Warnock did make the um, the argument that he he didn't like the way that the Wolves backroom staff celebrated goals. But from a fan point of view, we loved it. Seeing you all come together, I mean, that's that's what we want to see. We don't just want to see one, just a quick fist pump and then you, you can focus on we, we love that you all came together. Was that just the moments that you enjoyed seeing your work come to fruition? Yeah, we just, we did it from, we did, we did, we did that since the beginning. It was not only on the Cardiff game. We just had this, this uh, celebration. Uh, I think everybody in the in, at, at that time, at, well, I think that was so special. We were so so involved and so um i don't know that it, it was this was special at, at wolves at that time everybody we were like uh, we were as a family we were working as a family we were the relationship with everybody the relationship with the team with the fans was so i think was rare to be honest and that we were that was our lives there and we were giving we, me and my colleagues some of us were away from our families and uh, so we felt that our group should be as strong as strong as we could. So, and this make the difference, I guess. It's great having you on. Thanks for giving your time today. Before I um, let you go, um, you you have been getting a lot of uh, direct messages into your Instagram page. Uh, other Wolves fans uh, thanking you for your time, asking you if there's a possibility of a return. A lot of a lot of talks been in social media and the news recently in regards to. Uh, a, a return to Wolves uh, with Nuno and the team. Is there any truth in that? Uh, well, mm, I haven't been uh, in contact with no one about that. So for me, it was just um, uh, what I saw on newspapers. And uh, and uh, I just want to say um, uh, a word of... Um, I was really happy with all the message I received. What received was... Um, um, I, the, the Wolf fans and the, the club was was really special for me, so I will never forget these times at that time of of um, at, at Wolf. So, but it was just uh, the 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 only things I knew it and I know it is just what I saw it on on news on news and nothing more than that. That to be honest, it's um, obviously it's coming up to 3 p.m. In, in England at the moment. It's starting to go dark now. The, the cold nights are drawing in. A bit different to Portugal, but 
would would you welcome a return one day? Uh, I think in life we can never say never. So <laughs> uh, to be honest, I don't miss that part of England, <laughs> the weather, and uh, I don't really miss that. But uh, in Portugal, the weather is is different. But uh, and uh, being close to my family, it's been really good as well because I was for eight more than eight years abroad and. It's hard to manage uh, um, family and kids like that. Um, so I try all the time to enjoy where I am, not uh, not uh, thinking on, only on the future. But as I told you before, we can never say never. So um, let's see what the future reserved to us. And um, uh, if I at that time, if the opportunity comes up, I always be more than more than uh, happy to to help. I don't know in which way, but um, Wolves will be always a special club in my heart and in my life, definitely. Well, it's a it's a bit hard to uh, ask this question. What what parts of Wolverhampton did you like apart from the football side? Ah, the countryside of Wolverhampton, where I used to live, was amazing. That uh, the nature and the green every everywhere was. Um, was and I make I made some some friends as well. And, and um, my neighbors were uh, very nice people that uh, I st I still keep in touch with them. Sometimes we change some texts, and um, people were really friendly, and uh, uh, we were very welcome there. So uh, my 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 kids sometimes asking me, "Are we going to Wolverhampton again?" I said, "I don't know." <laughs> I think they enjoyed to because uh, at some point they tried we. We moved there to live with me just for one year, and then the, the pandemic, the COVID came, and uh, they came back to Portugal. But um, I, of course, I have good, good, good memories from from the other things from Wolverhampton, definitely. I can speak on behalf of the fan base. Uh, you and the rest of the team are always welcome back to Wolverhampton. Uh, thanks for your time today, and uh, just take care of yourself. Hopefully. England and Portugal will do well in the World Cup. Hopefully, England will win it. But if, if there's another team that has to win it, I would love it to be Portugal. Perfect. Nice thank to you hear that. Man, thank you very much.